It's February the 7th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, thank you for joining us on this year-long journey as we are going through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We've done Genesis, we've done Exodus, we've done a little bit of the book of Psalms, and here we are uh, at the midpoint exactly of the Gospel of Matthew. Go to keepbelieving.com. You can download the reading schedule so you can follow along each day. I was thinking to myself, what a vast enterprise this is. God willing, when we are done, there will be 365 videos online, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, on the Keep Believing website. 365 of these Bible reading videos that take you all the way from Genesis to Revelation. Now, to be practical about it, I know not very many people are going to be able to watch all 365. Uh, it's like getting those attendance pins they used to give out in Sunday school. Every once in a while, somebody would get a five-year pin or a 10-year pin. I think I saw one was so one time in Sunday school where somebody, an old man, got a 50 or 55-year Sunday school attendance pin. Most of us most of us <laughs> don't really fall into that category. I understand most of you will not be able to watch, certainly not as these are being released every day. Not very many people are going to be able to watch all 365 in a row, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you watch half of them, great. If you watch a third of them, great. If you watch one in 10, that's great. It doesn't matter at all. You know, I felt called to do this, just felt this is what God wanted me to do, so really, I, I'm just doing this for my own spiritual benefit, inviting my friends and uh, family members, uh, supporters of the ministry, just to come along and join us. So if you're, you, you never need to feel that you got to apologize for, or, you know, or anything like that. Just come and watch the videos as you can and read the Bible. That's what this is all about. We want to know what God's word says. So remember the three words for the gospel of Matthew. The king is revealed, the king is rejected, the king is resurrected. Believe it or not, we've already come through the king is revealed section. That ended at the, uh, really ended at the end of chapter 11. And now most of the rest of the book, the king is going to be rejected. And if I was going to add another word in here, during these chapters, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, these middle chapters of the book, the king retreats and refocuses. Retreats not because he's afraid, but because he wants to take time to prepare his key men. He's now telling the key disciples, the apostles, and the other close supporters, I'm not going to be with you uh, forever, not in the flesh. He's got to prepare them for his eventual death, burial, resurrection, and ascension into heaven. So we come today, and we're in that section Matthew 14, 15, and 16, there's bad news or sad news. The death of John the Baptist, there's an amazing good news story. Jesus and Peter walking on water. Then there's a wonderful miracle, feeding of the 5,000. A little later, there's the feeding of the 4,000. There's the healing of the daughter of the uh, uh, Canaanite woman. And at the end of this, there is Peter's great confession at Caesarea Philippi. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So there's a lot of stuff in here, only three chapters. Let's get to it. Matthew 14. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus. 
This is John the Baptist. He told his servants, he has been raised from the dead. And that's why miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had arrested John, chained him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Since John had been telling him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Though Herod wanted to kill John, he feared the crowd since they regarded John as a prophet. When Herod's birthday celebration came, Herodias' daughter danced before them and pleased Herod. So he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she answered, Give me John the Baptist's head on a platter. Though the king regretted it, he commanded that it be granted because of his oaths and his guests. So he sent orders and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought out on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. Then his disciples came, removed the corpse, buried it, and went and reported to Jesus. When Jesus heard about it, he withdrew from there by boat to a remote place to be alone. When the crowds heard this, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd, had compassion on them, and healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples approached him and said, This place is deserted, and it is already late. Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. They don't need to go away. Jesus told them, You give them something to eat. But we have only five loaves and two fish here. They said to him, Bring them here to me, he said. Then he commanded the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave them to the crowd. Everyone ate and was satisfied. They picked up 12 baskets full of leftover pieces. Now those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came walking toward them. Jesus came toward them walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, Command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand caught hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshiped him and said, truly, you are the son of God. When they had crossed over, they came to short Gennesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they alerted the whole vicinity and brought to him all who were sick. They begged him that they might only touch the end of his robe and as many as touched it were healed. Matthew chapter 15. Then Jesus was approached by Pharisees and scribes from Jerusalem who asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat. 
He answered them, why do you break God's commandments because of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and your mother. And whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, whoever tells his father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me is a gift committed to the temple. He does not have to honor his father. In this way, you have nullified the word of God because of your tradition. Hypocrites! Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching us doctrines, human commandments. Summoning the crowd, he told them, Listen and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. Then the disciples came up and told him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly father didn't plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides. If the blind guide the blind, both will fall into a pit. Peter explained. Peter said, explain this parable to us. Do you still lack understanding? Jesus asked. Don't you realize that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and this defiles a person. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adultery, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, slander. These are the things that defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile a person. When Jesus left there, he withdrew to the area of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came and kept crying out, Have mercy on me! Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely tormented by a demon. Jesus did not say a word to her. His disciples approached him and urged him, send her away because she's crying out after us. He replied, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came, knelt before him and said, Lord, help me. Jesus answered, it isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus replied to her, woman, your faith is great. Let it be done for you as you want. And from that moment, her daughter was healed. Moving on from there, Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee. He went up on the mountain and sat there, and large crowds came to him, including the lame, the blind, the crippled, the crippled, those unable to speak, and many others. They put them at his feet, and he healed them. So the crowd was amazed when they saw those unable to speak, talking, the crippled restored, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they gave glory to the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples and said, I have compassion on this crowd because they've already already stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry. Otherwise, they might collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked them. Seven, they said, and a few small fish. After commanding the crowd to sit on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. 
They collected the leftover pieces, seven large baskets full. Now, there were 4,000 men who had eaten besides women and children. After dismissing the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. Matthew 16. The Pharisees and Sadducees approached and tested him, asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, when evening comes, you say it will be good weather because the sky is red. And in the morning, today will be stormy because the sky is red and threatening. You know how to read the appearance of the sky, but you can't read the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them and went away. The disciples reached the other shore and they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus told them, watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were discussing among themselves. We didn't bring any bread. Aware of this, Jesus said, you have little faith. Why are you discussing among yourselves that you do not have bread? Don't you understand yet? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you collected? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many large baskets you collected? Why is it you don't understand that when I told you, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, it wasn't about bread. Then they understood that he had not told them to beware of the leaven in bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They reply, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus responded, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Then he gave the disciples orders to tell no one that he was the Messiah. From then on, Jesus began to point out to his disciples that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed, and be raised on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Oh, no, Lord, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned and told Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me because you're not thinking about God's concerns, but human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will find it. For what benefit will it be? If a man gains the whole world, yet loses his life, or what will anyone give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father. Then he will reward each according to what he has done. Truly, 
I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. That's the end of the reading for today. Now, you got to come back tomorrow because it's amazing what happens next. There's a this last thing, some standing here who will not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. That's going to be explained by what happens at the beginning of Matthew chapter 17. But we've come to a turning point now. Did you catch it? Who do men say that I am? Caesarea Philippi was up north and to the east. In fact, it wasn't in Israel at all. It was Gentile territory. It's up, uh, you know, it's up north and east of the Sea of Galilee, up in the mountains. Jesus yeah, had a men's retreat with his disciples and with, with the apostles up there. You go there on a tour, you'll see today. I mean, you, know, you can kind of right there where Jesus and the men were. Who do people say that I am? It's like a Gallup poll. Who do you say? It's, it's really strong in the Greek, but you, who do you say that I am? In the end, it's very personal, isn't it? We all have to decide. You can like Jesus. You can talk about Jesus. You can sing about Jesus. We've got too many people sitting on the fence about Jesus. In the end, you've got to decide personally for you, who is he? Peter is the first person in all of history who said clearly and publicly, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Once that confession was made, once that was conf confession was made, Jesus could then say upon that confession, upon one man and a group of men who confessed Jesus is the Christ, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's only after that, once it's clear that the disciples had crossed the line, they clearly said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Only then does he begin to explain. He must, he must go to Jerusalem. He must suffer. He must die. He must be raised from the dead. They didn't get that. Even to the very last moments, they really didn't understand it. But our, our Lord knew. He knew, didn't he? Okay, that's the end of the reading for today. What's a Christian? A Christian is someone who has confessed Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's you and that's me. Let's go out and live like Christians today. Have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again. God bless.